Hail Saturnalia, my fellow Romans. It's time for the holiday special here at the Witten Whiskey Cast. I guess holiday special two, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, I am, of course, Mark City Jr., your resident Grinch, here with the nuttiest elf this side of the North Pole, DJ Gagnon. Hi, everybody. Happy holidays. Just, you know, I was trying to fake it there the first line, but you could just, the genuine happiness, it, it, your voice sounds like diabetes. <laughs> I just really like this time of the year, Mark. You know, I suppose it's only fitting that we actually do record this on the solstice. Uh, the shortest goddamn day of the year. It's true. I think it was like 421 was when the fucking sun set. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That, we, Holly and I were out and about finishing up some Christmas shopping yesterday and, and uh, you know, just kind of going around and, and picking out, you know, some new clothes for Christmas outfits and stuff. You know, just normal stuff the week before Christmas. And, like, it hit, like, four, and it was really dark. And I'm like, man, should we maybe go home? And then I, I, we looked at our watches, and we're like, it's not even dinner time. Yeah, but we were texting a little bit off air about when we were going to schedule our recording session and this, that, and the other thing. And I came home, and, of course, tomorrow is garbage day here at the 1821 studio. So I was taking the trash out, and it was just pitch fucking black outside. So I'm running around, get, getting back in the house and thrashing about, and, and he goes, what, what are you in such a hurry for? And I said, I told you, I'm going to record with DJ later and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, it's 6.30. Calm <laughs> the fuck down. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was doing the same thing, like running around uh, trying to get the trash uh, done, because <laughs> ironically, trash day was today for me. Um, oh, all right. But they don't they don't pick it up here for us. Um so we, we have to actually go to the, the transfer station. And uh, this is what the, the hell kind of weird ass country do you live in, boy? Yeah, I don't know how you're more technologically advanced with your trash pickup than I am. But um, yeah, no, we have to I have to pile it all into the back of the truck and, and haul it down to the transfer station. And uh, l- luckily, the transfer station is like only seven minutes away. So it's not that big, big of a deal. But uh, I. I mean, completely not related to our topic at all, but I didn't realize that, like, at the beginning of quarantine, they changed their times to close at 5.30 instead of 6. So every time I'm like, oh, I've got a half hour more, I'm like, fuck, they're already closed, and then it's, you know, another two days until I can go. <laughs> no, we, we get it once a week. I mean, they, they, do come to, uh, they do come to the door. I just have to wheel the can out in front of the the studio here, but it's only once a week. And, and the biggest actual problem for me is uh, when is recycling and when is it? Because it's every other week. Oh, that and sucks. Good fucking luck remembering. Yeah. Uh, although, weirdly enough, the garbage day sort of became my one ritual last year during lockdown. Just all the days blended together. We weren't going to work. We weren't doing anything. We were staying up late, sleeping late. And the only real sense of time I had was Wednesday is garbage day. Okay, so it's like it's before garbage day, it's after garbage day. <laughs> so Which good. Was fucking sad. All right, what else did you do this week? Oh man, I'm. I mean, last week was crazy. Like we talked about in our last episode. So uh, I haven't done a whole lot since we last recorded. Just did because, you save the world yet? Uh, I mean, my team did. I supported my team through saving the world. Um, I I am I I am the guy Friday. I am the guy in the chair. Um, uh, so it, no, it was, it, it's all good, but like my team was on late Friday night, uh, trying to get everything, uh, back online for, for one of our apps that just kind of shit the bed when we tried to apply the patch. Uh, so it was like right down to the wire and I was like, I'm sorry guys, I got vacation coming and I've got uh tickets. So I'll check in after the movie because we definitely saw Spider-Man Friday night. Yeah, I think I said this to you off the air last week, but fuck you again. <laughs> uh, but uh, you haven't I've seen heard it it's yet, good. Mark? No, I I have not even seen the new Ghostbusters yet, which I've been trying to get to see basically since that came out. Oh, I really want to see that too. And I have not made it to see that. I know the wife wants to go see that crazy Gucci murder flick thing, mm. uh, which I'm not terribly opposed to. You know, but we haven't gone to see that. And hell, that weird magician movie with what's his nuts looks good too. I don't know. I, what? 
I don't know. It's Kate Bladshett and I forget the other guy, but he's like a possessed magician. It's supposed to be a horror movie, I think, but it doesn't like I just think it looks awesome and I'm not a guy that likes horror. Like it doesn't look like a horror movie at all to me. Yeah, I think I'll probably skip whatever that is. Something alley. Dark brim alley. Mm. Grim dark alley. I don't fucking know. Some I'm, alley. I mean, either way, Spider Man was great. <laughs> I mean, there was this one scene, Mark, and uh, in this scene... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to spoil it. With the stuff and... <laughs> you know, a, I heard Spider-Man's in it. Uh, there's a thing that happens, and then there's some implications for the whatever comes next that are pretty cool, and I think you'll like it. World building. How about it? You, you, yes. Only the one world. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. That's almost a spoiler. Yeah, almost. Um, but yeah, no, other than that, it's just been, you know, Christmas wrapping and, and trying to, like, uh, we finally finished Christmas shopping, I think. I got I got one last thing for Holly. She Literally the only thing she asked for this year was comfy socks, and it was right down to the wire when I found some, so. <laughs> what about you, buddy? Well, I brought the, the Cosworth home. I brought the new heap home. It had been basically stashed at the old man's shop uh, after everything went down with my grandmother. And I finally got a chance to clean it. 23 years of sitting. It was not... It was rough. I would say it's presentable now after seven hours. It looks a lot better than it did, but it's still not to where I want it. But good Lord above, my shoulder is killing me from the clay barring and the waxing and the polishing and the... I need to become ambidextrous. Mm. You know, I was just using my right arm the entire time. But you had to see the fiasco, DJ, when I actually brought it home. Oh? Well, now, you've been to the 1821 studios. You know about my arrangement, how I have the enclosed trailer parked on the property, and I use that sort of as a garage. Yeah. And you've been in the trailer when I had the Roadster. Yeah. Well, the Vega's actually narrower, but longer. Oh no! Well, no, I I knew I knew this, and I said, okay, this is, we're gonna have to do X, Y, and Z. So, put it up on the trailer, and I roll a little bit forward, and I open the door and start to get out and go. Oh, 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 my ass is still hanging out. Okay, roll a bit for furthermore. Look, oh no, my ass is still hanging out. All right, the three wheeler's gonna have to come out. Well, hey, no big deal. Back the car out, take the three wheeler out, pull the car back in, fits perfect. Now I can't get out. Oh, no. <laughs> because the problem, you see, is in the center of the trailer, there are the wheel wells for the actual tires for the trailer. Oh. And they encroach on your usable space right dead center in the middle of the trailer. So if I was back far enough that I could open the door that it wouldn't hit the wheel well, the car wouldn't fit in the trailer. The ass hung out. So I'm sitting there trying to contemplate what, what to do. And the old man came down because he was going to pick me up and take me back to his shop where my normal car was. And he goes, well, the only thing we could do is we could pull it forward. So he had to actually disassemble and remove the air compressor we have, while I'm still stuck in the car, by the way. <laughs> uh, disassemble and remove the air compressor, pull, pull that out, and then he watched me, and in the front of the trailer, as you may or may not remember, is a workbench that's about five feet high. Yeah. I had to put the nose under the workbench. Oh, my God. So this way, I was far enough in front of the wheel well that I could then open the door and get my fat ass out. And then we had to put the three-wheeler and the compressor and everything behind the car now. So it's much less a trailer as it is a storage shed. <laughs> the car is probably going to sit until the spring until I figure out a more permanent storage solution. But hey, it's home. <laughs> so, and the old man and I didn't kill each other. So there's that. You couldn't, like, back it in? I had thought about that, but you're still going to have the same problem. You're going to have to go back far enough to get around the wheel well. And because the the nose is actually a lot longer than the back. So the nose is really more the problem than the back is. And you could do it, but I 
was more comfortable with the nose going towards the bench because I could see the nose. <laughs> Whereas with the back, I'd be kind of hanging over the hatch. Yeah, that's Worst fair. case scenario, if I hadn't cleaned the interior, I was actually going to pop the hatch and just crawl out that way, which would have worked and just left the hatch up. But it didn't come to that, thankfully. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Damn, that sounds uh, like some fucking Tetris there. Yeah, it's just, you know, this is... Well, when I bought the Roadster, it actually didn't even fit in the trailer. We had to... I drove all the way up to Connecticut and bought a car that didn't fit in the trailer that I brought to bring it home. (laughs) There is a history of this. There's a pattern. That's hilarious. All right, now time for the most uneventful reveal in Wit and Whiskey Cast history. What are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking the eggnog I made this year because I'm basic. Like I said, most uneventful reveal ever. Yeah, you know, I was contemplating, like, making a Christmassy cocktail, but I didn't really want to buy schnapps, so I just I just kind of, tr- you know, took a, took a pull off of my giant jug of eggnog in the fridge. Uh, and it's, it's just as good as it was last year. Uh, I highly recommend making your own eggnog. I may actually make eggnog differently next year. I might make the eggnog separate from the booze um, because I found some recipes for making just normal, non-alcoholic eggnog, and that way other people can drink it if they don't want to drink the booze. But this is the same recipe as last year. Uh, I think the, I think I actually used all of the same things that I did last year. I, I used a different bourbon. Um, I think I used that sugar maple bourbon that I tried from um, that Chicago distillery. But other than that, uh, everything was the same. And it's really good. Uh, it's eggnog. I love it. That was actually going to be my next question was, did you differentiate from the recipe at all? But there we go. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I sprinkled some fresh nutmeg over the top before I came up. I'm, I'm drinking it out of my the only Christmas mug I own that it, it, and it's Pokemon themed. I'm sure you'll be shocked to know I do not own any Christmas mugs. Um, I mean, do you did you guys even put up a Christmas tree this year? Well, no, Romulus would destroy. We did decorate somewhat. We have a few. Annie put a few of her Santas up. Uh, we have the little advent calendar thing my mother made with it's basically you uh you put an ornament on the tree every day for 25 days or whatever the fuck it is till christmas uh she has a christmas card holder which is ironic because we've been getting cards but i don't think she sent any out this year (laughs) uh but no we didn't but we don't have a tree this year because romulus will destroy it Mm. so uh no but that was no skin off my back that's fair. What about you? What are you drinking? Well, we previewed this a little bit last week. Uh, some fine uh, co-host of mine sent me a wonderful Christmas present. Two, it's a couple wonderful Christmas presents. Uh, but the main one was a copy of The Gentleman's Companion, which we did talk about earlier on, on this show. We did. Uh, during one of our 87 Prohibition <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Uh, but for those of you who don't know, uh, Charles Baker wrote The Gentleman's Companion, and it was basically him traveling the world looking for exotic foods and exotic drinks, and then chronicling uh, his travels as they go through. It was published in 1939, and it basically covers from the mid-20s to the end of the 1930s. And so it's two volumes, the exotic cookery book and the exotic drinking book. And uh, DJ was nice enough to send me a beautiful hardbound copy that contains both. And so I promised last week that I was going to go through this and find a cocktail to make. Mm. So now full disclosure, the cocktail itself is not Christmassy, but I'm still counting this because I used my Christmas gift to make it. And I had to go to page 27 before I found something. There there was loads of things I wanted to make, but uh, it was page 27 of the cocktails part before I actually found something I was capable of making with the ingredients I had on hand. And it's pretty fun. Uh, I will tell you the title of it here. 
It is the Mexican Special Firing Squad. Ooh. So, uh, Mr. Baker says, this is a creation uh, we almost became wrecked upon in, of all spots, La Cucaracha, Mexico City, in 1937. And he says that if you, like he and his traveling party, ever find yourself rather fed up with casual Mexican mixes, this is what you want to make. So, the drink is based on tequila. Big surprise there. (laughs) Uh, You're supposed to use a tall Collins glass. I didn't. I used a brandy sifter because it was bigger. Uh, Take two jiggers of tequila. And he makes note to say, be sure to purchase a good brand, for there are many rather raw distillations. I used 1800, for those who are curious. Add in the juice of two small limes, one and one half to two teaspoons of grenadine. Add two dashes of Angostura bitters. Chill the glass, pack with finely cracked ice, and turn, the, turn in the mixture and garnish with a slice of orange, one slice of pineapple, and a single red cherry. Amazing. The only variation I did was I did not have any pineapple, so I just added more orange. Two cherries and two oranges instead. It comes out rather pink uh, from the uh, grenadine, and the initial nose hit and the initial flavor is that of when you do, you know, what every white trash guy likes to do with tequila. When you shoot the tequila and then hit the lime, like that weird combination taste, that's what you get on the hit. And then the grenadine and the bitters and everything hit, and it almost tastes like a cinnamon candy. Ooh. It's really bizarre. (laughs) And it finishes with just a little bit of burn. So this is not bad. I don't know if it was worth the effort to make it. It was a lot to put in the shaker and shake it up and balance and do X, Y, and Z. Uh, I'm like a three-ingredient cocktail man, so this this is pretty wild for me. But it's not bad. That sounds delicious. So in Mexico in 1937, this is what uh, Charlie Baker and his boys were down in. Uh, so thank you for, for the gift. And thank you for my other gift, which I'm sampling. You probably hear me nomming <laughs> in between my, uh, my bits here. DJ sent me a wonderful care package from the Gingerbread Construction Company. Uh, now, which one did you go to? The one in Wakefield or the one in Winchester? Because they're both listed here. Uh, I ordered it online, so I don't know. <laughs> well, it's shipped from some W-related town in Massachusetts <laughs> to my office. And uh, in between hiding them from the wife, who normally is not a gingerbread fan, by the way. I, I, I was very surprised that she ate one, then two, and <laughs> I had to put the box away uh, <laughs> between hiding them from the wife and being busy and this, that, and the other thing. I had one. There are still a couple left. I opened one here today for this episode and they are still completely fresh. Like if you didn't know any better, you thought that I had bought them today. That's amazing. So that is the biggest endorsement I can give to any food product. And I am a big gingerbread fan. So I'm all about it. I really wanted to get like bake you some gingerbread and send it to you, but uh, I have failed terribly at baking gingerbread recently, so I figured I would just order it from professionals. Hey, I mean, it's the thought that counts. <laughs> I tried, though. I tried back around Thanksgiving to make gingerbread, and I, they all came out burnt bricks. The best was the one year, I forget when it was, my mother bakes a wide variety of cookies every year, and she doesn't usually go too hard on the gingerbread because I'm the only one that eats it 99% of the time. So the one year, she fully intended to make me gingerbread cookies, and then she just ran out of time. So she went to the grocery store on, like, Christmas Eve and bought, like, a gingerbread mix in a box <laughs> and wrapped it and put it with my gifts, <laughs> which was pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> She's like, here you go. I was going to make this, but eh. <laughs> I love the the ones that people make where they like, they put all the ingredients in like a mason jar and then like write like yes. an old fashioned recipe and just hand it to you. Now, you're, you're uh, much more culinary than I am, uh, even though our body types would not give that away at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
have you been following the whole Marie Calendar saga around Thanksgiving? No. That, the viral post. Uh, wait, is this the thing? Is this the thing around Kraft begging people not to make cheesecake? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> this was a woman named Sharon. So for a little while around Thanksgiving, if you saw the word, uh, if you saw hashtag Sharon is a Karen trending on Twitter, this is why. Uh, a woman named Sharon, we don't know her last name because, of course, it's blacked out on all the posts. She tried to light up Marie Callender's official Facebook page uh, for, quote, unquote, ruining Thanksgiving dessert. And she has a picture of what I believe was supposed to be a pumpkin pie. It looks like a hockey puck the size of a Frisbee. Oh, I did see this. Yeah. <laughs> and basically, uh, you know, the poor public service rep from Marie Callender's has to answer. And she's like, oh, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to you know, make this right and blah, blah, blah. Everyone else basically on the Internet just flamed this woman's submission as they should have. To the point where last I heard, I believe this woman deleted her Facebook account. Yeah, the clapback on the internet was hilarious. So if you're listening and you don't know uh, what I'm talking about, literally just Google Marie Callender's Burnt Pie. Uh, you won't get any porn, I promise you, despite the euphemism. Uh, you will get all of the hilarious uh, responses that this woman is getting. Damn it, Mark. What? It's the internet. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day at Conrad's. Do you remember the whole whitehouse.com.gov gag? No. Oh, so you were a much more innocent child. Back when we were in grade school and the internet was in its very early throes, someone bought whitehouse.com. Uh, which, of course, whitehouse.gov is the actual website for the White mm -hmm. House. But somebody bought whitehouse.com, and they made it one of the filthiest, most hardcore porn sites you could ever imagine. Nasty. So one of the biggest gags we had as kids was when somebody, you know, would ask for, like, a government website. We're like, oh, it's just whitehouse.com. And then we just giggle as they pulled up whatever the hell came up. <laughs> I do believe the government eventually bought the domain and shut them down. So the joke doesn't work anymore, but... Woof. I mean, I would hope the government would just buy that domain. <laughs> this came up at the bar over the weekend. You're like, remember that? I was like, holy shit, I do remember that. It's been a while since anyone ever br has brought that up, but I do remember that. T take us into whiskey news. I, I, I want to see this topic. All right, well... I don't have a news thing per se, but it is, you know, supposed to be a Christmas episode. So I thought if you are like me and uh, usually run late with your gifts and you need some ideas and maybe you're buying for someone who likes whiskey, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you're not at the very least whiskey adjacent. Or maybe you just want something for yourself. Mm. So I have found... Uh, thanks actually to the wife. She reads many of those garbage magazines you see on the newsstands at uh, grocery stores. So Us Weekly, of all places, has seven last-minute but quick-shipping gift ideas for the whiskey lover in your life that are all under $100. Uh, now, the first one is something that we have talked about a lot here on the Wit & Whiskey cast. It's a smoking kit. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one they are promoting is a little bit more high-tech. It's from the Gramercy Kitchen Company, and it basically has, like, an inflatable bubble with a tube, and then you run it to what looks like one of those mobile phone chargers. It's like a big metal brick that you actually fill with your smoking wood, and basically you vape into your own glass. <laughs> Uh, looks kind of cool. Eventually, I'll probably add it to the collection, although it seems frightfully more complex than the ones we use. Uh, and, you know, the KISS method, I think, applies here. But it's worth a, a chance uh, to try it if you're interested, if you're on the fence about getting into smoke cocktails. Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's 70 bucks. Uh, prime shipping is available, so you can still get it for Christmas. Uh, the next one is a whiskey infusions kit. 
and it's from DIY Kits, and it's appropriately enough, the Do You Whiskey Infusion Kit. Uh, you get 12 different flavors, and, uh, all in little test tube-like gimmicks with corks on them, and then you actually get a couple of bottles. So you could pour whatever whiskey you want in there, mix your infusions in, label them yourself, and then cork them and let them sit. I love that. And you that. actually get a set of, yeah, and you actually get a set of whiskey stones with it. Uh, this one is also seventy dollars, uh, and again, prime shipping is available for that as well. The next one is one I actually get a lot of ads for on like Facebook and YouTube and things. It's the Jilmo whiskey decanter set. I'm not surprised with how many decanters you have. <laughs> right. Well, this one is huge. Um, from the photos and things I've seen, I think it stands something like two feet tall because it's on a big wooden stand. And it has a tap, not unlike the nice cask that you sent me for my birthday. But it's a long, flat bottle with a glass ship in it. So it's trying to recreate a ship in a bottle. Ooh. Yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, so you get that, and you get two rocks glasses with it. Now, this one's pushing the $100 limit. This is $94.99. Uh, but there is prime shipping available. <laughs> I like that you keep saying prime shipping available as if this is not going up Christmas Eve and that will not help anybody. <laughs> you can get it the day after Christmas. Fuck it. It's two-day <laughs> sh- two shipping. Uh, the next one is one I actually have. Uh, I have two versions of, in fact. Uh, it is a Game of Thrones-themed T-shirt. It says, that's what I do. I drink whiskey and I know things. I have this version. I have a version of the shirt that says that has a little different graphics on it. And I have a version of the shirt that says the same thing, but I smoke cigars and I know things. And interestingly enough, I did not know when I received uh, the shirts that they were Game of Thrones related. And (laughs) so I wore the cigar shirt to work the one day under a sport coat, Miami Vice style. And I forget where I went, and somebody's like, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones, that's awesome. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's cool shirt, cigars. And they're like, yeah, that's the thing from Game of Thrones. And I've never been more disappointed in my entire life. <laughs> I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, and I never want to. But if somebody in your fa- uh, family is a fan, you can get them that. It's 20 bucks. That actually isn't on Amazon. I don't know what that link is, but there's a million of them if you Google it. I mean, shit, I have two of them, and I don't even watch a goddamn show. <laughs> uh, the next one, we're going to go to Saks Fifth Avenue. It is the Graphic Image Whiskey Cocktails book, and it is a hardcover, leather-bound, wonderful guide. Mm. Very elegant. Uh, it's filled with interesting recipes. It has a part for you to doodle in the back and write down your own variations and creations, uh, and it gives you different levels of measurements and things, much like some of the books that we reference here on the show. Uh, it's a bit pricey, though. It's seventy nine ninety nine oh. for a single-volume cocktail book, but it's out there. The next one is something you probably have already, DJ. Oh. It is the uh, Slanted Ice Glass. No, I do not Corksicle. No, you I, don't? I know the company, though, and they are a pretty great company. Yes, I have a Corksicle glass. It actually has a spot in it for uh, my cigar. It has a cigar holder built in. Uh, the glass is $25, and the whole idea is basically you get sort of half ice and half not. It basically cuts your glass in half. Uh, with a triangular wedge of ice. So you get the mold, and then you get the glass that goes with it. Uh, And if you're somebody like DJ and you could pull off clear ice, this would actually look really badass, probably. It would give you a really neat effect. I don't know if I could get... It depends on their ice mold. I don't know if I could get the directional freezing working. And then last but not least is something, if I had known a day or two before, I would have sent it to you. You said that Holly wanted comfy socks, and I give you the whiskey socks. Oh, no, what? These are $7.99 on Amazon. Prime shipping is available. They are brown and black, and they feature different bo- like cartoon bottles and glasses and decanters on the actual ankle part. And then on the soles of the feet, they say, if you can rig- read this, bring me a glass of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That reminds me of a set of socks I got a few years ago that uh, they're like Harry Potter themed. And on the bottom of one, it says, Master has given Dobby a sock. And on the other sock, it says, Dobby is free. (laughs) So there you go. If you're listening to this Christmas Eve and you still haven't ordered anything, you're fucked. But at the very least, you can order this stuff and, you know, you can do what my mother did for me one year when UPS fucked up my order. Just print a picture of whatever you ordered off Mm. and put that in a gift bag and say, this is coming. (laughs) This is what you're getting. Right? I love that. All right. What are we doing for tools of the trade? It's something similar in the same vein, is it not? It is. So uh, Mark kind of covered whiskey lover gifts, and I figured I would cover... The process of buying liquor for loved ones uh, during the holidays, and uh, I, I always, I've, I've always found this one to be a little tricky until f- the last few years, I would say, um, because liquor is something that's really personal. Like Mark and I can can attest to this. Like, you know, I, it, we're doing a whiskey review podcast, but Mark and I sometimes have wildly different ideas on what makes a good whiskey. <laughs> no, so. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, as much as, uh, Mark loves wild turkey, maybe he won't be buying me wild turkey. Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of the, the struggle with, with buying liquor for people, right? There's, you've got your, your big liquors, right? You've got whiskey, you've got, uh, vodka, tequila, rum, uh, and then you've got all of the, the other, uh, you know, you, you've got various sherries and, and um, cordials and liqueurs and and flavored this and schnapps that and and what do you get somebody and if you're not sure what kind of liquor they're into uh, you still have a lot of options you can do a lot of really interesting things um, I've seen nips being turned into Christmas ornaments or being arranged as um, I actually saw something once where somebody made a bouquet of flowers out of nips, which I thought was really neat. And that's something you can you can do. You can kind of, over time, just pick up a nip or two anytime you go to the liquor store. And then by the time Christmas rolls around, you've got enough to kind of throw together into a nice Christmas present. And that's always a nice way to do it. Uh, I've also seen really nice, like... Um, Yankee swaps of just like nip presents. So that that's a good way of just kind of spreading things around and, and letting people, you know, choose what they want. Uh, if you're not really feeling the nip side of things and you know what kind of liquor they like, then try to align something that you think they might like, right? Like, so if you've got a friend who likes whiskey and you like whiskey, maybe buy them a bottle of something that you enjoyed that year. It's a really easy way of, of getting somebody a gift. Um, but let's say you don't know them that well and you're still not quite sure about uh, how to kind of gift them that thing, right? Because they always say the trick with gift giving is buy somebody something that they will like, not something that you would like. And it's especially important with liquor because of how different tastes are. So uh, one of the coolest ideas I've seen are uh, make your own cocktail kits. Yes. And you can do you can do this a couple of different ways. You can uh, get them ingredients for cocktails uh, and kind of using some of what we've done in Tools of the Trade leading up to Christmas this year, uh, you could help them build out a basic bar and get them some cocktail ingredients. That that would be a cool gift for for somebody who might be uh, just getting into it. Uh, you can also get them every ingredient needed for one specific cocktail. Uh, I got a present uh, a couple of years ago uh, that was a make-your-own-hut-toddy kit, and it had you know apple cider, and uh, it had apple jack, and, and had a whiskey, and it had um, peppermint schnapps and cinnamon. Sh- it had like a ton of different things, and they were like, here's like a couple different ways you can make a hut-toddy. Here you go. And I was like, this is amazing. This is, it was really cool, and I learned something. Um, you can also go really, really small and detailed. Like, you could do an old fashions kit. Uh, you could uh, gift them, like, two whiskey glasses and, um, you know, maybe uh, get, like, you know, a nice bourbon and some bitters and uh, a box of sugar cubes and, 
you know, a, a an orange or two, you know, something like that, where they can just make the whole cocktail as long as they've got, like, a splash of water to throw in. Uh, so there's some really cool different ways you can go about uh, cocktailing. I've... I, I've been to the liquor store a few times in the last couple of weeks to try and see if I could, like, scope out what the liquor stores are doing for the holidays. And by and large, it's just a lot of sales. Uh, when I went a couple of days ago, uh, Tito's Vodka was on sale, and there was, like, a Christmas tree display. And I'm like, well, I'm not buying anybody's a bottle of Tito's Vodka, as good as it is. Uh that wow, there's a lot of Tito's hate on the other end of the line. No, I, I do. I always have a bottle of Tito's on hand. I don't. It, I feel like it would be buying somebody a bottle of Pepsi for a Christmas present. It's like it's something everyone should have in their bar, but it doesn't really make a wonderful gift. Um, I was kind of thinking of, uh, you know, you you see like plastic candy canes full of Hershey Kisses. So I was thinking like oh, what if they did that with nip bottles? And they did, but it was just a 10-pack of nips of Fireball. <laughs> so I didn't think to get that to en- for anybody. Uh, not to say that Fireball's terrible. I'm not a Wolf. fan, but, you know, you can enjoy it if you'd like. Um, but that's a, that's a great... I'll go out on that hot take. Fireball's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but I that's... mean, unless you're blonde with, bl- you know, uh, dark roots, but otherwise... Terrible, Mark. So, yeah, just some ideas you could do. You could do, like, nice baskets where you could get them, like, small local liqueurs or liquors, too. Um, uh, My dad isn't going to hear this before Christmas anyway, so I I got my dad a bottle of maple cream liqueur because he really likes maple-flavored things, and he likes just being able to have things that he can pour into, like, coffee or something else. So I figured that would be a nice gift for him. Um, but you know, just things like that would be a cool idea for, for gifts, uh, this season. Um, of course, you know, Mark covered a lot of really great ideas as well. Uh, cocktail books are always a good idea. Um, you know, anything that, you know, literally any of the tools we've talked about, you know, we've talked into a lot of various things, uh, over the years of like tools and ingredients and herbs and things like that. Um, which, uh, brings me to my last point here, which is a huge shout out, uh, to our buddy Lou, uh, who got me in our secret Santa this year and sent me a box of strong water cocktail bitters. And I am legitimately excited, Mark, to try these. There's a lavender bitters in this and I can't wait to try it. (laughs) I'm going to have to have a word with Lewis about, you know, spiking your, your curious, uh, creative impulses, I guess I should say. Yeah. You can't be overstimulated. Yeah. They they came in dropper bottles too. I can't wait. There's a, uh, so, you know, this is a really good example of a good gift. If you, uh, you know, know somebody is into cocktail culture, um, there's five, it's just like a, a cocktail bitters, uh, variety pack. And there's uh, a cherry and orange and aromatic, a lavender and a walnut. And those are all really great bitters to be using in cocktails. So I, I can't wait to try these out around the holidays. Now, uh, you mentioned, you know, the candy cane, a fireball and everything. Does your liquor store sell some of the boxed gift sets for different bottles? They do. Um, some of the, it's kind of weird in New Hampshire. We also get the weird holiday themed bottles. Like there was a Tom, the Turkey whiskey bottle for like a month. Uh, but there's also like, you know, get buy this bottle of Jim beam and get a cocktail shaker or something like that. Yeah, we get a lot of those here. You know, a gla- you sometimes get a glass or two, a cocktail shaker, um, Sometimes they'll have an assortment if they're all from the same distillery and they might only be like pint bottles, but you might get four of them. Mm -hmm. So if you ever see something like that, I've had a lot of success giving those in the past, even if it's something that people aren't necessarily crazy about. If it's an assortment, they're like, oh, cool, you know, we'll try these. Or if you get something else with it, it's like, oh, yeah, all right, the glasses and shit, I'll use those, you know. And one thing, what DJ had kind of talked about with, you know, nips and Yankee swaps and everything, I was the hit of Christmas one year 
when I just said, fuck it, because on my mother's side, I've got a million cousins, million aunts, million uncles. Uh, my mother is one of eight, and seven of them are married. <laughs> <laughs> and with the exception of me and my one cousin, Christine, all my other cousins have kids, too. So there's just kids upon kids upon kids. So instead of trying to get gifts and everything, I went to the liquor store across the street, and I figured out how many I needed, 20 or 25 or whatever the fuck it was, and just told the person behind the counter, give me 25 nips. I don't care what they are, but there could be no duplicates. And then I went home, and I put them in a box, wrapped the box, and cut a hole in the top. And I just went around, and everybody had to reach in and draw one. And then what you got was what you got, and then people were going around making side deals, mostly with whoever ended up getting stuck with the Hennessy. <laughs> no one wanted the one Hennessy, so they kept trying to trade away. No one wanted Hennessy? Oh, Hennessy's awful. No, God, I don't, I don't <laughs> If I had known, like, if I had actually picked, I wouldn't have picked Hennessy, but I just told the lady, go nuts. So <laughs> we, we got a nip of Hennessy, and nobody wanted it, which was kind of funny. That's hilarious. But if you're desperate in a pinch, you could do that, you know, and that's that's another fun thing. Yeah, I I there's some really cool like bespoke gift type things you can do by getting some smaller like food grade glass bottles and like really making like single cocktail or double cocktail kits um, by like, you know, to pulling off of a larger bottle and creating some nice labels for it and sprucing it up a little bit. But there's definitely a point with doing that that if you don't spruce it up enough, it does look kind of sketchy. I will also say, too, don't be afraid to go back to old reliable. Uh, My father-in-law, pretty much every Christmas, gets me a bottle of either Dad's Hat or uh, Knob Creek 100 Rye because he knows I drink both of them and that's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know someone likes a bottle, chances are they're not going to be upset if you get them a bottle for Christmas. It's true. Yeah. So holidays, huh? <laughs> is that what this is all about? Yeah. God damn. So uh, last year when we did this, Mark, we talked a lot about music and movies and, and things like that. I figured we could move a little bit away from the pop culture and maybe talk about, like, what do the holidays look like for us this year and maybe get into New Year's. Uh, To answer your question, number one, I have no fucking idea. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you know, in the past, we had always gone to my grandmother's Christmas Eve. And uh, I think I mentioned it last year, but... It was the first year in a while that we hadn't done it because of the pandemic and everything. And, you know, the fact that she was 86 at the time and it was getting harder and harder to make a fucking five course meal or whatever the fuck it was that she used to make. Yeah. So this year, kind of all bets are off. It's going to be a completely new experience. Uh, I believe Christmas Eve, we're actually going to Annie's parents because I believe her brothers are coming in from uh, Baltimore and New York. And then Christmas Day, we're going over to my parents for brunch. And then probably just chilling uh, the rest of the day, Christmas Day. I don't know if we're going to see the other side of the family or not. I have not heard. I have no clue either way. Uh, But it's probably going to be watching a lot of football and just relaxing. The one nice thing is... Uh, Christmas Eve is my first day off, and then I don't go back to work until January 4th. Nice. And I only actually have to work at Conrad's one day during that whole 11-day period or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, We're going to be closed Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and they were talking about closing New Year's Day, and they're going to, but they were... Patty doesn't want to work New Year's Eve. She wants to go out, which she can't blame her. Me, I don't give a fuck. So I'm actually going to be working New Year's Eve. So come on, if you want to drink, come down to Conrad's New Year's Eve. Everybody, <laughs> what the fuck? I'll let you in. I don't give a shit. Bring money. Uh, but that's what we're going to do this year. It's going to be pretty, pretty tame, I think, pretty quiet, which is nice. I like quiet. That is nice. Um, what about you? Well, we're going to be heading down to see our buddy Ryan friend of the show, Ryan, and uh, at her mom's. Her mom's hosting uh, a Christmas Eve party this year. 
Uh, last year it didn't really happen because, you know, pandemic. Um, but it's back on this year, so that'll be fun. Uh, we're going to see my, my grandparents and and some of my dad's side of the family Christmas Eve as well. I'm not entirely sure who's going to be there because of everything, but we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Um, the, the, the family switched from a Yankee swap to a secret Santa this year. So it's the first year the adults in my family are doing a secret Santa and we'll see how that goes. You know, it's funny. We had never at work, we had always done a secret Santa. And then a couple of years ago, we had a lady come in. She moved in from Massachusetts. She was living in, not Lynn, Quincy. She was living in Quincy. Mm. And she moved here and started working with us. And she's like, oh, my God, you have to do a Yankee swap and blah, 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 blah. None of us had any fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> I think one of us ended up with our own gift. <laughs> like, it was just fucking terrible. We did it one year, and that was it. <laughs> oh, man, I love Yankee swaps. There's, there's like, a little bit of a competition with it, and you also don't have to get super personal with your gifts with Yankee swaps, which is the nice part of doing it when you've got like 20 relatives who are all participating. See, I could see that being a benefit. Just put a big old pile of shit and have fun. Yeah. Usually there's something Red Sox and something liquor oriented and then something cooking related. And there's usually something good to get from a Yankee swap. Um, at work, we used to do Yankee swaps where uh, inevitably somebody would wrap and bring in a Nerf gun. And that was a lot of fun. You know, nowadays you get arrested for shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, but then I, I'm, we're still, things are still up in the air for Christmas Day. This, this close, we're, we're like, what, four days to Christmas at this point? And, Something uh, like that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're still trying to figure out, like, who we're seeing on what day and I, 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 I don't know about you, but it seems like everybody is last minute planning this year. Yeah, it, I don't know. You know, it's going to sound stupid when I say this because Thanksgiving's always the last Thursday of the month. But Thanksgiving, for whatever shape, way, or form, felt later this year. Just how the month just kind of ended, the way the calendar fell, and everything. And it really pushed everything sort of back like everything felt like it was a week behind when it actually was at least for me anyway uh and that was even before we had the funeral and everything else so it, it almost feels like we're going into new year's now we haven't even had christmas so we're all way fucking behind yeah yeah it it kind of feels like omicron hit and everybody's still kind of like uh is it safe to do things yeah i mean I mean, I know you don't follow the sports ball, but uh, NHL just shut down again. So, and they claim to be over ninety nine percent vaccinated. Jesus. So it is what it is. Um, you know, if you know, if you and your family can get together and be safe, cool. If not, eh, I don't blame anybody if they don't feel comfortable. Did you and Annie get boosted? She did. I have not yet. I have to figure out where the fuck I can call. Um, she's lucky in that basically anytime they open anything up, librarians are considered educators in Pennsylvania. Mm. So basically whenever teachers can go, she can go, which is nice. That's amazing. Because, um, I mean, you know, if one of us is going to drop, I'd rather it be me. So she always goes, she got, like her, she got her vaccine earlier, she got her booster earlier. I have to figure out where the fuck to go and call. That is on my bucket list for next week when I'm off is go somewhere. Yeah, we've been, I've been trying off and on for like four or five weeks now to get a booster appointment and everything's just been booked out like well past Christmas. And I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter if it's past Christmas because, you know, it'll be easier to get by then. Everybody's scrambling before the holidays. But we, on Monday, we went shopping and we, we went around like to five different pharmacies and, and places and, and none of them had walk-ins. We even went to Walmart, nothing. I felt bad for uh, poor Allie. She actually got hit with the variant last week. Oh, woof. And so she, I mean, 
she was mildly symptomatic. I mean, she lost her taste and smell, but otherwise she was pretty much okay. Uh, but, you know, you're supposed to have two negative tests within 36 hours or something uh, before you go back to work. Her finding a place to get tested was, like, almost impossible because of Christmas coming up. Yeah. Are the at-home tests good enough for that restriction? For us, they are, but again, good luck getting one, <laughs> at least around here anyway. Yeah, I, I got a set each for Holly and I for the holidays because we've got some stuff coming up the week after Christmas because we're going to hold a friend's miss and we're going to uh, try to go down to H Mart uh, in Burlington. Have you ever been to an H Mart? I was just about to ask you what the fuck is an H Mart, so please have I not elaborate. Ta- have I not talked about this on, on the show before? Um H Mart is a huge Asian grocery store chain. And okay. uh, there's one like an hour away in Burlington, Mass. But it's all like Asian cuisine. And they have things that you just can't get in a normal grocery store. Like thin sliced pork belly. Which is amazing. And all sorts of like fruit and veg you can't get generally and and they've got like ingredients for sushi and sushi grade this and sushi grade that and all sorts of good stuff so uh we like to try to get there you know we try to get there when it's not a pandemic like once a month or so but it's uh we haven't been in like a year because everything's terrible yeah we literally are the dog in the flaming room meme Mm mm-hmm I, yeah, I, I haven't even talked to anybody about New Year's yet because we're all kind of like waiting to see who gets COVID over the holiday. The one kind of fun thing is uh, my buddy Mike, he is a member of a fancy spancy country club. So uh, he and myself and Annie and uh, our friend Nick and uh, his basically fiance Tanya we're all going to go to the country club on New Year's Eve Eve. Nice. Because the reservations are infinitely more available and the prices are like half. (laughs) So we're going to get dressed up, and he actually booked one of those like outside igloo things that a lot of places have. Those are cool. And we're just going to like eat like elk and drink ungodly expensive rye, and the end of next month, the end of January, when the bill comes out, we're all going to cry. But hey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That is one dangerous thing about country clubs, especially ones that don't take cash. He just signs his name on the bill, and then they send him a, an invoice at the end of the month. And fucking A, you think it's bad when a tab comes out at the end of the night. When a tab comes out three weeks later, fucking A. Well, I mean, you're not a member of that country club, Mark. <laughs> they, they, just the three of us had went one night. Myself, Mike, and Nick, and they have a cigar bar in there, but you could eat in the cigar bar, and they have different things, and they had some... The bartender there knows the three of us, and uh, they got some 12-year bottle of bourbon in that I had never heard of. Well, by the end of the night, there basically wasn't any of it left. (laughs) And for three guys to have a tab that was almost $350, it's like, fucking A. (laughs) That's pretty good. Eh, you know, we don't do it all that often. So we're going to do that for New Year's Eve Eve, and then I'm going to work New Year's, regular New Year's Eve, and then probably going to sleep and watch wrestling New Year's Day. They're having a big wrestling pay-per-view New Year's Day to try to compete with college football. So I'm probably going to watch that and get my hillbilly on. Nice. Uh, assuming, Assuming after Christmas that Holly and I have somehow dodged COVID through all of the seeing of people... I mean, we're vaccinated, so I'm not too, too worried about it, but, you know, it's still, it's still a little nerve wracking. Um, I, I'm starting on my big cosplay project cause we've got a con coming up in May, uh, and my Boston's actually being held for the first time in three years. I think we'll see, uh, because big <laughs> on city, paper. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. My, my sister's not really coming home from New York because New York's become like ground zero for Omicron yes. all over again. Um, so I can't imagine Boston's much better. Uh, so we'll, we're going to play it by year, but in the meantime, I'm working on a cosplay and we'll, we'll kind of, we'll see where we're at in May to see, you know, if, if that's actually going to happen. 
Eh, hope springs eternal. Mm. I, mean, I mean, I think either way, you know, we'll we'll try to enjoy it. We're we're picking out some like fun Christmas things to watch and uh, you know, I, I've got some cocktails lined up to try and make now that I've got all of these cool cocktail bitters. <laughs> yeah, you were winning Christmas already and it hasn't even started. <laughs> right. But I guess that kind of closes out our holiday special this year. Um, you know, still kind of trogging through the the pandemic, but we hope everybody out there uh, has an amazing holiday and stays safe uh, and, you know, has as good a time as is possible with, with everything going on. Uh, we want to uh, thank you for listening and, and of course, uh, subscribe if you can. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes, save us on Spotify, do all the cool things. Uh, we're just about everywhere now. Um we, we are online, uh, thewittenwhiskeycast.com. We're at the Witten Whiskey Cast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, there is an H in whiskey and no E in wit. No, wait, that's not how that works. <laughs> that's a new one. I don't even think I've come up with that one yet. Holy shit. <laughs> I hope there's an H in whiskey. God damn. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we're, uh, we're releasing every Friday, so I assume you're listening to this uh, after Christmas, because we are releasing on Christmas Eve this year. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week for a New Year's Eve special. Mark, Mark do, you do, uh, do you know what you're, we're doing? What, what are we doing? Well, you know, I thought we were going to do sort of uh, some resolutions and things, but we kind of talked about New Year's this week. So I'm, I'm a little stumped. I'm just crumpling up my little post-it note here and throwing it away. Uh, <laughs> he loves doing this to me, folks. I do. All right. So how about this? And this might get a little spicy, but it's not going to be a hot takes episode per se. Okay. Why don't we talk about all of these damn reboots and remakes that are coming out of all these franchises? Ooh, I, think, I think that could be really good. Yeah, I mean, a couple of them have been okay, but the vast majority of them, the word that springs to mind is just, why? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, because there's definitely, like, there's some really bad examples, right? Like the Avatar movie. But we could also talk about the Netflix uh, Airbender (laughs) series they're making. We could talk about that. We can talk about um, why is there another Matrix movie when he died at the end of the third? Uh, oh my god, t- why did he die? Apparently for nothing, because he's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I think we can make some hay out of this. Uh, it's not going to be all bitter. I will do my damnedest to at least find one remake slash reboot that I have enjoyed on some level. I'm sure there's one, I just can't think of it right now, but that's why we do research for these episodes. It's true. And I think that could be a lot of fun. So join us. We're going to go out of 2021 with a bang, folks. Yeah. With essentially just, uh, it could be a hot takes, but it's just going to be a giant question mark. Yeah, pretty much. Well, awesome. Well, join us uh, on New Year's Eve for, hot, uh, I guess not a hot takes, a reboots and whiskey. And <laughs> We're rebooting our hot takes into a new format. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, of course, we want to thank Nuno Henry Silva for our intro and outro music. Uh, we're going to send you to a SoundCloud in our show notes. Mark, I did chat with him. Uh, we went and saw Spider-Man with him on Friday. And uh, he is up to come back and do a Star Wars episode. Does he know I love him? He does. All right. That's all I, that matters. No, we could do a Star Wars episode because that will be uh, much like we've had a few episodes where you are, either you or I have gracefully faded into the background. That'll probably be one where I gracefully fade into the background, but that's okay because I think it's going to be so damn entertaining to sit here with a glass of something and listen to you two go at it. Right? <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be quite amusing. I have many, many thoughts on Star Wars. <laughs> I, I don't know if I will play co-host that episode so much as moderator, and I'm quite looking forward to it. You'll just play the guy in the background quietly giggling and pouring more gasoline on the fire. Why do you have this box of matches? You'll see. <laughs> but until next week, everybody, I hope you all have an awesome holiday, and uh, cheers. Salud. Salud.